Yep, it's the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. Here we go. Why are you? Why are you already laughing? I'm already laughing. Why? This is going to be a funny night. What are you? Do you have something specifically no, in mind? You're laughing just, about? It's just the two of us. First time, I think. Really? This is the first webisode that's just the two of us. Just the two. two I know. I hear us. that song in my head. We can make it if we try. Who sings that? <clears throat> you're the know. guy that generally knows the obscure kind of eighties ish. <laughs> I don't know that one. It's probably the jeans pants guy. I hope we can make it. But are we going to try? Trying is the hardest part. I waiting. Just... Waiting is the hardest part. I'm and waiting <laughs> is the hardest part. Who's that? Uh, Tom Petty. Boom. Boom. See? Boom. God rest his soul. I remember, the... I remember. Sorry, but I'm not even ready to do that yet. Remember your joke? Because I'm tired of being a waiter. Yeah. I'm ready to just wait. I don't mind waiting. I just, wait I just don't around. want to wait on you. <laughs> I don't want to wait for my or for anybody. I just want to wait. Just I'm waiting. What are you doing? Waiting for what? Something fun. better to happen. Yeah, little something, some spice. And you're waiting for us to deliver the line. So welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming. This is once again the Jeremy Webisodes podcast, Webisode number fifty-seven. Thanks for joining us. Uh, as always, the lava lamp is in fact burning brightly here in the lab. It's in fact we have great lamp tonight. Yeah, you're giving good lamp. I let it kind of burn all day because I missed it. So we got great lamp, lava lamp burning brightly in the lab as a beacon for all the lost souls in the world. May they find their way home. And I find found my I have found the art of driving in German. Is what that means, kids. So <laughs> found our way back, and I'm here, and you're here, and 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 we left Ryan in Maryland. Yeah, Ryan is like four thousand miles from this table. The last, if if you're a weekly lava lamper, thank you, thank you. You're you're the reason for my being here. I mean, the new listener too. Thank you, but the weekly lava lamper, thanks for being here. If you're a weekly lava lamp, you know that last week we were uh, we were on the road, Ryan and I, in Kentucky, and uh, I left Ryan there on the East Coast or in the South or wherever that is. What's Maryland? Northeast. The Northeast is where Ryan is, and we're here. On the old 95, 295. Is that a Maryland highway? Yeah, it goes through the Baltimore, D.C., 495, I think. I don't want feedback. Basically, the artery for drug trafficking in that <laughs> nick of the woods. I don't know. I wouldn't know that. Big drug trafficking towns like Baltimore and D.C. How do you think Ryan does in this in Maryland versus California? Um, He did well in West Virginia and Kentucky. We after the Kentucky convention, we moseyed out to West Virginia and spent some time out there with some of my some of my friends, and uh, it was great. He he's, he fits right in. Ryan's kind of like a secret kind Chameleon. of chameleon. Yeah, he's a well, he, he 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 he's a tinkerer. He's kind of a man's man. He likes to talk about stuff and like light shit on fire. I mean, it's pretty. 
Yeah, I guess you're right. He, he likes, likes the, combustible sports. Yeah, chopping things down. Right. Things with putting gasoline. things together. Right. Yeah, like causing like huge fires. Guns. Guns. Eating meat. Eating meat. Did your phone just? No, it wasn't me. Is there someone else in the room? Simon. He's watching anime over there. <laughs> so, what were you so pissed about when you showed up? You're like, I just got back from Target. My car, people were parking. Said, yeah, yeah. I can't believe this happened in back-to-back days. Park Went to Target, parking lot wide open. I went real early in the morning. You know, n- not super duper. It's back to school. Back to school. Right. I like I like parking. So you got to pick up some stuff. I mean, yeah. Target's a popular place to be yeah. right now. Well, Target's great. You can get um, pencils, erasers, and like Under a Jimmy pants. Dean and a Jimmy Dean sausage bag. Right. And like a, a like a like a puzzle. Right. And like a cabbage boogie boogie board. Right. Like, yeah. You can get like deodorant, like a football. A couple tomatoes. And you know like what I like to do? Salad. I like to just randomly go into places and try to put together the most bizarre, yeah. That's what you know, item list, and then bring it up and present it to the checkout, you know, per clerk. Yeah. And then try to think like, because because you know, every time I go to like anywhere, the store or whatever, every time I go to check out, I'm always thinking to the, to myself like, what is this person thinking about like who I am because. I always assume that a checkout clerk has an entire, you know, storyline put together based on what you're buying. Sure. Right? Oh, this guy's clearly going to a barbecue or, you know. So it's like you you feel weird. You go in there in the morning, like 8 a.m., you buy like a six-pack and a boogie board. They're like, okay, guys, you know, going going to the the beach beach alone. But it's Tuesday and 8 a.m. This is an excellent topic. Now that I think about it, and tell me if I'm wrong, how often do you look at the person in front of you and ask yourself, what are they doing right now? Right. Here? Well, I do it. I do it. So since I do it, I assume the checkout clerk, oh, they do it like a They do it for eight hours. They, they're good at it. This guy's got someone locked in a closet at home. I should probably call 911. Right. This guy's a sport fisherman on the weekend. He's probably actually a lawyer. He drives a motorcycle. It's like freaking, you know, it's like Sherlock Holmes. Like, well, I see a little speck of, you know, dust on your shoe right. and I see what you're buying here. I assume that you tend sheep on your free time. We need to beat that cashier. Now you've done it. I am going to go to the grocery store and get like scope, pig's feet, like laundry, like, like lime. Like, oh, yeah. You know, to, no, like, that's fun. You put together like, yeah, this, some finally. laundry line, some lime. A shovel, right, and an ice pick, and like a, a two-liter orange crush. Yeah, and yeah, and you throw in a hey, yeah, like, yeah, like baloney. Guys, gotta stay hydrated. Right. I used to like to go up there with like a gigantic thing of petroleum jelly, a watermelon, some rubber gloves, and like a six-pack of Bartles and James right. wine coolers, and a mix and match, right, variety. <laughs> and then ask him like, "Do you take coupons and have a coupon for the gigantic petroleum jelly? What is that guy doing?" Like the newspapers, like not in English. Have yeah, like, sir. This is from like Zimbabwe, Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's time that this cashier loses. 
He's probably got. What if we go back to back and they're like, well, oh, those yeah. guys together, no, we'll, 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 but you, we'll, don't, no. you don't reference each other no whatsoever? No. But then we end, like, we get to the door and do, like, the kid and play kick step at the end. Should we still try it? You know, they've seen some weird, as a professional, you know, cashier. Oh, please. They've seen some weird, they, they've put some bizarre scenarios together in their head. Some bizarre combinations. Like, you know, Tylenol PM and an extension cord. <laughs> and some baked goods, you know, or like a yeah. bag of assorted candy. It's like, okay, what is this guy doing? Right. I saw a picture uh, mid, like first few months of COVID. And it was it was early because people were panicking. It was panic shopping. Yeah. A guy bought every single bag of Lay's potato chips. His whole carton was Lay's potato chips. Right. I'm sure you totally see some fetishy stuff. Like right. An entire cart of canned peaches. Right. right what is that right. guy going home to do? Bathe in them. <laughs> he le- His thing is he likes to fill an entire bathtub full of canned peaches and get in there and just feel it all kind of sweet. All over him. Uh, That's his thing. Right. Weird. How about like 318 things of Jello? What are you gonna, either you're in a fraternity. Right. And they're in those. I've that's a whole other subject. But why is the Jello so little? The the pack it doesn't make a lot. They like make you buy five. Isn't Jello made out of like horse bone or something? It's not good. It's not one of those you look at the ingredients on the back. I mean, I know there's like naturally occurring pectin and stuff, but I'm pretty sure that Jello has something in it that's kind of weird. It's uh... if Ryan was here, he could instantly look it up on his little boop 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 device. The, with but the we internets. don't have that. Don't look this way. Oh, here we go. Gelatin is a translucent, colorless, flavorless food ingredient commonly derived from collagen taken from animal body parts. Well, that part is actually very disgusting. I mean, However, that's the very first sentence. Colorless? I've had grape, orange, Wait, flavorless? Colorless is the part that disturbs Strawberry? you? The part that really sticks out to me is animal body parts. Now, I mean, now I'm sitting here. I'm taking my like my you know my little kids. I'm making them you know like strawberry Jello. We're having it, and I'm thinking they're eating strawberry flavored animal body parts. Listen, first of all, the head's out, so you're not dealing with the head. Why? That's a part of the animal. How do you know? And and actually, the the head's extremely full of uh of collagen. No, the body. It's one of the most collagenous parts I of the entire body. I want to look that up. I have you know I'm very well versed in collagen uh body. No, no. Position. No, I will tell you the majority of the collagen in an animal's body is in its head. If you, when you want to make head cheese, which is full of all that, that or, or, or or aspic or any of that stuff that is uh, basically collagen, you know, of collagen derivation, you you boil the animal head. That's why it's called head cheese. If you want to get a bunch of really really sticky gelatin, basically you want gelatin, you boil a pig head. I what what scares me also is it's just, what do you think ears and snout are made out of collagen nose yeah nosogen <laughs> how about the very vague usage of the word animal yeah I mean right. body parts <laughs> I mean, how vague can you I mean, get whale <laughs> yeah 
serious. Whatever they got, they throw it in the pot. <laughs> Bald eagle. I picture like some, yeah, like a witch in the middle of the forest with like a cauldron right. and a big right. s- ore she's stirring it with. Seriously, what, like, what woman of, in the 1400s invented this? Tail of Newt, wing of bat. <laughs> animal. Body parts. Like, any animal is so, a game here. So listen, next time you're having a little jello treat, just remember animal body parts. I guess if you have to do uh, eat jello, it Mix might as well be a jello shot. Oh yeah. yeah, jello shot. The vodka kills all that. Right, it kills the animalness. I mean, what do you let's what guess of an animal? All animals. Just all in. Throw it in. The most collagenous ones you can find. Crow? I don't think there's as much collagen in a crow as there would be perhaps, like, say, in a pig's head. All right. How about, like, an elephant? Well, now, you get a snout. You get an elephant trunk. You throw that in there. I bet that thing's full of elephants. I don't want to I don't want to do an elephant shot. Right? <laughs> That's big. <I> don't... <laughs> Animal body part. <laughs> that becomes a thing, you know, they're going to stop having to go after the, the, worry about the guys going after the tusks. You're going to start seeing a bunch of these short-snouted yeah. elephants walking around. The poachers just whacked it off at the end, at the tip. What? what? Whacked it off at the tip, Josh, yeah, I said. <laughs> what if you went in? What if head cheese is one of the things you threw down there on the counter to buy? Talking about head, head- cheese, when I was in West Virginia, I hung out with Coach Baseball. And he seemed to think that you had developed some sort of, uh, where you didn't like him very much. No, I, I don't like kind his, of an adversarial. No, it, well, I mean, because he's not batting a very good average. He was very happy that we liked the crim fresh and the uh, the crim- paddlefish row. Yeah, it was good enough, right? right? I mean, any you know, it was better than anything I thought would, that would come out of the Mississippi River. So I was stoked on that. Keep the good stuff coming, Coach. Yeah, show us what you got. But I also like the weird and obscure and fun stuff, too. Did you? It has a little... I do. I mean, I don't necessarily love eating it, but hey, he, he showed me an entire section while we were out there. We went to the store. An entire section of pickled goods, and there was a ton of the rope pickled rope pepperoni. There's two versions of that product, actually, by the way. There's the, the pickled rope pepperoni, and then there's the spicy pickled rope pepperoni. Bologna. Wow. Things must be going well. They've expanded to m- right. multi-flavors. Okay, but listen. Here is what I was telling you about at Target. Parking lot, wide open. I couldn't be more than 10 feet out of the car. Another a person parks right next to me. And door side, like to my left. So what you're saying in a wide open parking lot... It's, You're infuriated that someone decided to park right next and to And, like, I'm deep. I'm not trying to get the best. You know, I'm not the guy that wants the best spot. So, clearly, like, you you, you, you drove up, wide open parking lot, you park, you go in, you come back out, some guy right next yeah, to no, you. Yeah, no, and it happened in mid-walk. Oh, you saw him pull, yeah. him pull next to you. Well, some people, there's like a safety. They're figuring, like, if they're right out there in the middle, maybe they'll get struck by lightning well, or no, get hit by the cart. This or isn't the dwarves ca- camping will- or something, like, at one in the morning with animals screaming at the moon. Right, this elephants with their trunks the whacked off at the tip are going to come running through <laughs> right. and trample their... If you're bunched together, you're safer. It's the old circle the wagons there theory. There has to be something... 
in the human condition that that's part of it. I think it is. Or it's, safety in it's numbers. Like, well, maybe he it's knows. It's maybe he knows it's the best spot. I want the best spot. Right. Maybe he knew something. Maybe right. there's a sinkhole. Right. Is maybe this guy? Is this guy on something? Maybe he's off the watershed. His dad might have engineered this place. Right. But talk about like the ultimate something that's like, that's not the move. It's, that's not it. It's rude and weird. It's weird. Right. Park like, you know, three spots away. That's not the move. That's not it. Anyway, and then it happened again by the Trader Joe's. I took pictures. What is, is, that, what, can is that my... be your tagline, maybe? <laughs> maybe. That is not the move. That's not the move. I'm wondering at this point, I mean, is my car giving off some kind of scent? It's got pheromones. Maybe it's your pheromones are so strong. Maybe you have such a strong, you know, odor. Maybe or scent. What's a better word? My Scent sounds my... less than odor. Odor kind of is like automatically no. bad. Scent is like, oh, he has a nice scent. scent. A nice odor. I've never had a scent or odor that has drawn anyone towards me. Well, that's 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 true. So I don't know if we can even, you know, the odds of that I don't think are too good. So it's not your odor. Do you have like those little trees hanging there? No, but you know what? Uh, Lindsay absolutely a few days ago put in an air freshener. See. So maybe it is the fair, uh, the carmones. Carmone, your carmones. Carmones. Well, now if your car's moaning, wow, maybe that's bringing the bringing the heat, bringing the people <laughs> around. Like, what's going on over there? I mean, if you guys are listening, please, please don't be the person that parks next to a car in a way. Like, imagine like you in a movie theater, and you're there's eight people in a three hundred person theater. And someone comes and sits next to you. How about the guy? Yeah, that's very weird. Or like in the in the, you're you're standing at the urinal and there's a bunch of extra urinals and the guy walks right in and stands in the urinal. People right next do to that. Weird. Very weird. Not the right etiquette. You skip one if there's room, and then and and, you, and then you go to the you go to the toilets before you stand next to somebody in at a urinal. Uh, yeah. I'll go into the stall before I'm going to stand next to a guy. If there's the stalls open and there's if I have the the choice between go up and stand next to a dude at a urinal or walk into an empty stall, I'm going stall yeah. all day. There's only two places you, uh, it's okay to stand next to someone at a urinal. There's two. Oktoberfest? Well, an airport and uh Oktoberfest. Uh, like a ball game. Or and Oktoberfest. Well, I've only been to Augustfest. <laughs> Oktoberfest, there's a close peeing proximity. There's 50,000 people right, and they're all drinking right. copious amounts of fucking beer. Beer. And it goes through you. And once you break the seal. Forget it. Yeah. Forget it. Right. Like a Clydesdale. Yeah. I mean, steady stream. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> what do you make of the... Urinal, like, do you like the standard urinal that's about, you know, it ends with two feet to go? Or do you prefer the one that, that's body length? You know, the one from head to toe. Your body right length? to the ground. You know, the long, skinny one. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Versus your standard, you know, high school. Up off the ground. Yeah, up off the ground. I think I like it kind of up off the ground. I don't want to pee. I, I get a little splash on my feet. I'm a, and I'm a guy, I wear flip-flops a lot. Uh, flip-flops at a concert 
bathroom. That's fantastic. Right. I don't want to. I don't want. I get a little splashback sometimes. I find you get less splashback at the elevated urinal. Absolutely, that's the right answer. How about the trough? A trough is, you know, if, it's a, if you have a, a high one. high volume of people you're trying to bring through, then <laughs> getting a trough is a good idea. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> you have to. If you're work trying to work it, through yeah, a high yeah, volume, yeah. you get that. You know, if you're trying to choke down the a couple trough, gallons tr- per second. The then, trough also offers a little more work. I find myself every once in a while on a tippy toe. You know, in the in those like like full blown podunk or like honky tonk or outside the middle of nowhere bars where it's like a trough and some guy goes in every half an hour and fills it full of ice. Oh, and those yeah, those. Snow's kind of fun. You're like, yay, melt the ice. Melt the ice. It's like I'm outside, but I'm inside and it smells weird. Yeah, this is a trough. High volume. That's the only reason for a trough. Like there's a callback. The the, Oktoberfest. A lot of troughs. A lot of trough. It's basically the trough, um, <laughs> the trough program. <laughs> oh, that's a weird one. That's a weird one. Peeing's a weird deal. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 peeing's such a weird deal. Peeing is meant to do in your own, you know, your own private commode. I think it all is. How about back in the day? You know, you know, in the, the Greek and. Roman Senate, and they're all sitting around on the shitter Taking together. Taking the shit together, yeah. Well, I think, you know, we should... Have you been to Pompeii? They Everyone ha- they should have those, the... those groups. Oh, no, it was like the place to be. To be, yeah. You're all there, you're all, you know, you had a couple pigeons <laughs> la- the night before, or whatever, you're... A little of that wine. Yeah. And you're all in there hanging a rat <laughs> while you're discussing politics, yeah, face to true. face. right. Real yeah, weird. Face to face, cheek to cheek. That's a thing I don't want to like, because sometimes I make a face. And I don't want to know what your face looks like when yeah. you're doing that the night after you had a couple this pigeons. This is my own personal wine. face. Yeah, that's your face. There's a couple faces that my, that people make that I never want to see. Like like your O face. Wow. You know, like an O face. There's like your O face and your poo face. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. But I never want to see you make your poo right. face or your O face. I never want to see anybody. Yeah. You know, there's you know, a couple people that I wouldn't mind seeing their O it's, face, it's, but I, you know, I'd probably the, even the people I want to see their O face doesn't mean I want to see their poo face. It's a weird or their pee face. Just a, like casually conversing about the Senate and the government, and then like just having an orgasm. That's a weird one. Having no, an O face. They weren't sitting around talking politics, having orgasms. They were sitting around talking politics, going poop. No, no, I get that, but I'm saying that's all. Both are weird to sit around and talk about anything while doing either one of those. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know. I mean, if the the one guy, you know, who knows? <laughs> he was weird. I never, never knew what that guy was doing. Yeah. Hey, bro. Hey, buddy. Dude, is that a number three? Yeah. What? <laughs> Why are you taking a three? <laughs> this is ones or twos only in here. We're trying to talk politics. <laughs> Guys oh, over here trying get? to take a three. <laughs> Who's the guy? Two. <laughs> trying to approve a fountain over on that side, on the east side of Rome. Guys trying to take a three. How did we divert? Wow. Where were we even doing this whole thing started with the target hey polonius <laughs> the three 
song that's incessant with that thing. Put it in your, keep it in your toga. <laughs> oh my god. So keep it in your tunic. <laughs> Hey, Theseus. Yeah. Hey, Testicles. Oh. Keep it. Yeah. Keep them between. Keep them between the legs. Yeah. Man. Tuck those in, Tuck man. Tuck that in. So anyway, yeah, the he, urinal, the the the, the flip flops. Yeah, you know it's, it's not. not good. The, let's talk about something that's not the move. Yeah. That that is a pro tip. To yeah. just throw on some vans. It's like, hey guys, don't fry bacon naked. Right. You're bound to catch a wayward pop. Yeah. It's gonna splash, and you're not gonna be stoked. You wake up, and I get it. You you know, you want to go downstairs and cook her breakfast, bring it to her in bed, throw on some boxers before you fry up the bacon. Yeah. You don't want to catch a splash. Let us be brief. Don't make bacon yeah. naked. Throw on some briefs. <laughs> Let us be brief. Throw on some... Boxers. Yeah. Let us be brief. Throw on some boxers. <laughs> yeah. The concert with flip-flops. Hey, boxer, throw on some briefs. <laughs> what was the other old one you have? Well, I don't support athletics. I believe in athletic support. Because <laughs> yeah, what are we like without athletic school. support? But it's a bunch of people walking around with our heads hanging low. <laughs> That's like from high school. Jeez. Oh, what yeah. else you got, Josh? You got any nudes? <laughs> Do I have any nudes? So let's see if we get any reception in this gosh forsaken room. All right. Let's see if I can open it. There's. Hey, Josh, yeah. just to remind you real quick. Gelatin, assorted animal parts. I I need now. I have to get more information. Okay. Hey, I didn't really talk really quick about what we got, okay. what we're drinking tonight. I did bring home some booze from Kentucky. I've got the J W Dant. Okay. J W Dant uh, was famous uh, back in the 1800s for making a still out of a tree stump because copper was expensive. What? Yeah. You can make a still out of wood. Back in the day, before they had wood, or before, sorry, they always had wood. Hey, I had it when, when I woke up this morning. <laughs> Back in the day, uh, yeah, I mean, it's expensive. And before they even were using metal, they were distilling and they were using clay and wood. Really? Yes. Did so I this guy, eight? Dant, made a wood still. He was famous for it. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, now it's made by Bardstown. This is uh, Bottled and Bond. We know what that is. Here's the point I want to make about it right now. Bottled and Bond, in case you don't remember, there's a bunch of rules about it. It's actually archaic and doesn't really make a whole lot of sense anymore because one of the rules is it has to be kept in a um, bonded warehouse. And back in the day, there was like a tax guy that had a key to the warehouse, and that's what a bonded warehouse is. Well, these days, we don't have a tax guy that has a key to our warehouse. So there's no such thing as like really a true bonded warehouse. If it's locked, it's a bonded warehouse. So there's... But Bottled and Bond is something cool like we've talked about before. It's all marketing. It's something cool, kind of old-timey you can put on your bottle. This is the same company that makes uh, another one of our big favorites here in, in, the, in the lab, um, the Mellow Corn. 
And as you can see, there's some kind of similarities in the in the label design as far as the kind of like the old timiness and some of the like I don't know. I can see some similarities in the in the label design. Um the bottle and bond these days is generally a way for them to get rid of barrels that aren't necessarily the honey barrels of a batch. Uh, the, the barrels that went into their that year's blend or whatever that they picked that were like, okay, this is the good stuff. This is what we're going to market as under our you know flagship name. Yeah. Whatever's left over, they still want to be able to get rid of. Bottled and bond is a good way to get rid of it. So I don't expect this to be fantastic because it's probably like the barrels that weren't the pick. Um, this is also a sour mash. Doesn't mean it's going to be sour. Sour mash just means if you take any bit of the setback. So after you distill and all the alcohol comes out of your still, the stuff that's left in the bottom there, that's your stillage or setback. If you take any bit of that and you put it in the new ferment, then you can call it a sour mash. So anybody that's running a column still, which all the big guys are running a column still, all of the stuff that comes out of that is sour mash. Most of the big producers of whiskey right now are producing sour mash. It's a way to reduce their waste, to reuse the stillage and really? the ferments. Yeah. So all of the big column still huge manufacturers, and when I say big, I mean Bardstown, I mean these guys are making a lot of bourbon. And... Um, it's coming out of a huge column still, and uh, it's all sour mash. So anyway, this is a sour mash bottled and bond. J.W. Dant, which is a cool story. Guy made a still out of a yeah out of out of wood. Uh, do you have some? Here, grab this. Right. I'll meet you halfway, yeah, Joss. We don't have Ryan to pass her around yeah, tonight. Seriously, every year that gets harder to do. Um. All right. Well, I, I, you know, the label's pretty cool. 1836 is pretty neat. Yeah, I that's mean, when the guy was making his whiskey out of in like wooden a, still. Formica. Tree stump. Yeah. Not Formica. <laughs> that's not even a tree. Who's Micah? He's making it for somebody. Maybe he was making it for Micah. That sounds like an 1836 name. Hey, Micah, I, bring me the corn. I know a Micah. From school. All right, let's give this a hey, shot. Hey, talk closer to the Micah. Hi, Micah. <laughs> I like it. It's it's you know, it's smooth. It's thick, smoky. Jeremy doesn't like it. I don't think. Nope. There goes the beer chaser. What are you feeling right now? I can taste that it's kind of good. <laughs> wow. Um. There's some real bitter notes to it for me. And the bitter notes are lingering, which isn't good, right? right. I want all the sweetness. I want all the... V and so here's here's how that works. And I just, like, I got to go into it. I don't want to preach. But we've talked about this before. Just, just to reiterate, in a huge rickhouse that's holding thousands of gallons of bourbon, seven stories high, you know, two no football field long... Different parts of that rickhouse are going to be different temperatures. You know how in your house, the bedroom, one bedroom's always hot. And downstairs in this corner, it's kind of always chilly. So these big rickhouses, they have these microclimates. Up here, it's hot. Down here, it's cold. And there's parts of the rickhouse that produce really, really good product. And when you're doing a blend, you, you take 
you know, different barrels from all around. You take maybe 50 barrels from all over the Rick house and then you, this, and you, you take, you nuance your blend. You use some of this barrel because it's super cinnamony and some of this because it's got a real nice alcoholy punch and some of this barrel. And then that's where the master blenders art comes in to have this consistent product where they're sourcing all these barrels and they're using all these different flavor components from the different barrels to create, you know, this one product. What we've got here, in what I'm thinking we got here in this bottled and bond is all the barrels that are left over after their master blender goes yeah. through and picks all the honey barrels, <clears throat> right? Some of the stuff that's left over and some of those parts of the rickhouse that don't traditionally produce the best stuff. Maybe they only use one barrel from that area because it has some particular notes that the blender likes, but generally b barrels in that area don't have a lot of turnover, and they start to stack up after over the years, right? They're not pulling as many barrels from that part of the rickhouse. And when they built it, they would have never known that. So only until uh, – you wouldn't even know until two, three, four years when you're actually sourcing from that rickhouse, you start to even develop your relationship to know, oh, the honey barrels always seem to come from this part of the rickhouse. Right, right. So they, there's no way to, to forecast that, but – so what you're going to end up with as a distiller is a part of your rickhouse that doesn't necessarily produce the best stuff for whatever it's hotter or colder and it tends to pull some of the not nicer notes out of, out of your booze. And that's what I think I got. we've got here in this in this bottle and bond product. I think they're, it's a way for them to dump some of those barrels that they didn't pick for the good, for the, you know. So you like it. Um, I'm just saying there's some notes in here that aren't my favorite and right. the, the bitterness that lingers. I'll, I'm going to take another shot if you don't mind trying to do the gymnastics of handing it back. Why don't you go ahead and refill your glass? Well, uh, you know. Really? You're, you're done with it? Sorry. How many bottles did you bring back on this trip? Just this one. Really? I bought a couple, but they didn't make it home from West Virginia. Ah, I bought a pretty good one. I bought a uh, at Heaven Hill. I bought uh, the Five Brothers. It was a distillery only release. The only place you could get it was there at the distillery. It was pretty good. I showed up to to West Virginia with it and uh, poured myself a drink, put it on the counter, went outside to chuck the frisbee around. Came back inside forty five minutes an hour later. It was gone. Really? Yeah, I got one pour out of it. <laughs> so funny. And there were no glasses around. The kids liked it. Let's just put it that way. Right. Hey, kid. Hey, kid. Get off the bus. Well, uh, I mean, it, listen. It, it's not our best thing we've had, but I, I certainly don't think it's terrible. I wouldn't like punch it out. Why did you buy this one? That's the next question. If you thought maybe, you know. You it was a product I'd never seen before right. from a distillery that I do like. I wanted to see something else they were turning out there. Yeah. Um, Bardstown owns a bunch of other bourbon names um, that they have brought under their umbrella. Uh, I was looking to try another one. Um, they have awesome. My point being, they've got plenty of other products that I would prefer over this. Yeah. One. They, like I mentioned, they, they produce uh, one of my personal kind of cult favorites the mellow corn right and i think i can say that i would rather have the mellow corn than this i'm on the fence i'm not that cut and dry with it you know 
I think this has got some good stuff to it. I mean, I think it's it's you know this is the J W Dant. You know, I, I'm not poo poo. I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, feel guilty putting that with club soda though. This no, doesn't you, have to be a yes. Nuke. It's a, it would be a, it'd be better on some soda for sure. Yeah, maybe Coke even. This is right. definitely yeah. like the other product. I mean, but that's what mellow corn. Mellow corn is great. It's not mellow corn is not one I would love to take a bunch of shots of. Right. But mellow corn and Coke is fantastic. So yeah, this would be a great like well bourbon. Yeah. Jack, you know, no, sorry, bourbon cokes. Right. You know what else you, you bourbon know. ginger? Yeah, this would be bourbon would, seven. Yeah. Straight. And not as much. You don't put this in your. You know your the glasses that you have like in your special cupboard. Yeah, you don't use your Glen Glen Karen glasses for this. <laughs> right. You don't take this to your whiskey tasting and hope to win. Oh, right. Coach Baseball took Mellow Corn to a whiskey tasting. Did it come in last? Dead last. <laughs> but it was up against like an Elijah Craig and some like proper whiskeys, you know. Yeah. And then you know, I told him it's like no, it's not that. Mellow Corn is the king of the bottom shelf. Mix that shit on Coke all day. Yeah, all day. In the sun, listening to some Kid Rock. Boom. Boom. What was the first Kid Rock album, man? Oh, with the ball, the bang, yeah. the bang. The Such a great, like, that is, I want to put that on the boat. That's the, next time I go out on the boat, I'm Kid Rocking it all day. He definitely had his three years, right? I mean, it was very new kind of music. Very eclectic band. They they had a few hits, right? It wasn't. It certainly wasn't a one hit. He's got a whiskey brand. Yeah, it's like Rebel or something like that. Hmm. Is it? Is what do you mean? Is it Rebel? I don't <laughs> think it's, it's Rebel. Something. So, this is the news with Joss McGinty. Hard hitting. Global. And other stuff. How many times have you won a contest or won, you know, a prize? Something at the bottom of the cereal box, a lotto ticket, goldfish. I mean, if if you win something, it's supposed to be a pretty pretty big deal, right? Like a trip. Like if you go on Prices Right. Good stuff. A car, ten thousand dollars. Like the lottery uh, just got paid out for three hundred million. Large fry, large fry. I'd uh, love the, to the, win yeah. a large fry. No, the McDonald's had that game where you you, you remember you peeled it off oh, the fry yeah. thing. Well, McFlurry, McFlurry. You take that all day. I I just bought uh, two Oreo McFlurries not more than two days ago for the children, which they love. Quote, unquote, the children. Right. I poured it into my then-emptied Grande Coke uh, cup and made one Oreo. little Kahlua. Some Kahlua, a little Bailey's, a little extra cream. Now we're talking. So here is the, uh, what contest winners won in Taipei. On three occasions the past summer, Songshan Airport in downtown Taipei allowed 60 passengers the chance to check in, collect their boarding passes, clear security, wait at their gate, and board a China Airlines Airbus. Pretty neat. Yeah. 
Oh, what? Well, the plane's destination? Nowhere. Was this snakes on a plane? The groups were the lucky winners of a contest that let people role-play a day at the airport. <laughs> Satisfying their nostalgia for a time when air travel was still a fun and easy prospect. Once the passengers boarded, though, their trip came to an anticlimactic end. After being greeted by flight attendants, buckling up and sitting on the tarmac, fantasy travelers deplaned and went home. Stupid. <laughs> At least put some snakes on the plane. There's one thing I know about Taipei. They like snakes there. There's a place called Snake Alley. I went there. They like ripped the gonads out Jeez. of a cobra while it was still beating well, and put it in some juice and make you drink it. Geez. and told you it was going to give you a fuerte. day. Maybe that would be considered a better prize than pretending to leave. You ever had a fuerte, John? No, I've had a 50-50. Kind of know. a 50-50? Yeah, I'm 50-50 on the fuerte. Kind of half-hard. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, honey, uh, congratulations. I, I, We all get to go to the airport, go through like a two-hour line, get security checked, not be able to eat, get on the plane, get to the tarmac, and then leave. It seems like the worst day of your life. Why would you do that? How's that a winning prize? Doesn't that seem like a losing prize? Yeah. The winner gets to go to Mazalan. My least favorite part is when the plane lands and it doesn't go immediately to the disembarkation <laughs> zone. Well, I, I always hoped we'd have some kind of invention where the plane would just go to each person's destination. I just want to get there and get off. I don't oh. want to sit on the tarmac. Sucks. No, and I've had a, a couple of situations where I was stuck on a plane on the tarmac <laughs> for like an extended period of time. It starts to get kind of heebie-jeebie, oh, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. They're like, okay, they start to administer free alcohol again. You're like, okay, you guys have been sitting for a couple hours. Here's a beer, bro. Yeah. You know, it's, I was in, I was in um, Fargo, North Dakota. In on the tarmac in the middle of a freaking snowstorm and all like iced up and they wouldn't let us take off, but they also wouldn't let us disembark. And it was a uh, we were supposed to get there and like it was like minus 30 yeah. out there. And we sat on the plane for almost four hours. That is oh, oh, four hours. They got us pretty drunk though. Shout out to the, I don't even remember what airline it was, but after about like hour and a half, two hours, they were like, okay, booze is free. And they yeah. they brought up the carts and everyone just. Well, they knew people were yeah. on the brink we were of madness. Panicking. Yeah, it, was, it was hot, but it was cold outside. We're like, crack a window, yeah. this bitch. They wouldn't. It's not good. It was gnarly. That was the worst flying experience of my entire life, being trapped on the tarmac in the plane for four hours in Fargo, North Dakota. Or is it South Dakota? It's one of the Dakotas. Fargo, North Dakota. It's cold. I told you the one going into Penn State when the tire popped. It was back from college break, a black ice on the runway. I don't know why, even how we were agreed to to land. Taxi, going through the snow... But the tire pops, or gets flat, and we kind of do like a little th 360. And the, Shady. And the plane is like, you know, the, the wheel's flat. So the plane's at like an angle, and like some of the doors, you know, where you keep your carry-ons, it like opened up and some of the crap fell out. 
And the guy completely ignored it. They literally go, thank you for flying U.S. Air or whatever airline. We know you have several choices. We thank you for choosing us. (laughs) And on the way out, there'll be a signature we'll need you. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That was a weird one. It was super scary. I mean, we're, you know. it was. I wish Hatch was here because we had one other pretty scary. I think we might have talked about it one other time on the podcast. We were in uh, in Australia, landing in in Cane uh, Cairn, Australia, Cane Canes, Australia. Not exactly sure how you pronounce it. And the flap got stuck. The landing flap. Jeez. So he couldn't like usually you know when you're coming in and you're getting ready to land they they the, the flaps go up and the the plane kind of like you know drops and slows down. Hatch could explain this way more accurately. Right. The point of the, the thing is a very important part of the landing process and the wing the way that the wing works when you like land wasn't working. Huh. And so we circled the um and so the moral of the story is is we were gonna come in hot. Because the landing flaps are a way that the aircraft drops a whole lot of its airspeed right before you land and, and, you know, helps you land and, like, slow down. Instead of just flying in and landing, right? Which is what we had to do. We had to just fly in and land. And so what we had to do is we circled the runway for several hours, dropping fuel, like, consuming fuel to drop our weight so because we knew we were going to come in so hot. And then, yeah, man, we the guy brought it in, you know, it, like whatever, tried to drop his speed as much as he can without falling out of the sky without landing flaps and hit the runway hot and then hits the brakes, man, and we, like, burning tires off yeah. and smoke. There was fire trucks and stuff lined all up and down the runway ready for us. Where would you land? Where was that? That was in Australia. King, uh, King's in Australia. Australia, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, that was a pretty gnarly one. That's why you have a little trouble going to bed at night. It was, you know, I, I, I didn't at the time. I don't know. Even in retrospect, I guess it wasn't that big of a deal. Well, I had full. It was either going to happen or it wasn't. After sixteen Fosters, you know, maybe I've been that through, was a yeah, and I've too. been through. I've been, I've, fl- I've flown a lot. I've been in a lot of planes. I've been small planes, big planes, and it was like, okay, we're going to come in hot. But I had full. If worse comes to worse, you know, even if the the landing gear folded. And we, like, scraped on the belly along the runway. Like, I wasn't scared that that was really going to be that big yeah. of a deal. We braced. I mean, we had to f- assume the position when we were landing. I mean, I would yeah, I'd be, I would be very nervous. I had a bunch of relatives on the plane. Shout out to the relatives out there that are listening to the show. They'll recall, I think. Can you ever do a middle seat? Isn't middle I, seat one of the worst Do I look like world? a middle seat right. kind of guy? Kind of a big dude. I like to spread You're not out. a middle seat guy. You're definitely the guy who has a middle seat will take both armrests. And here's the thing. What is man spreading? Come on. I've got balls between my legs. Like, watch out. It, I, I, what are yeah. you talking about? You never heard of that term, man spreading? Well, how do we? First of all, how do we get there from the middle seat? Because I'm in the middle seat. I'm gonna. I, I'm like, I'm, people are gonna be like, oh, well, he's man spreading, and you know, it's like, uh. well, I'm not man spreading. It's a thing. It's like a trigger right now for like the Karens, or I don't even think the Karens of the world. I don't know who's triggered by it. It's like this thing that like, oh, men are so such assholes because they 
spread their legs when they sit down. So I have balls. Yeah, you need you need air. I mean, this is kind of a weird thing. Like, come on, really? Are you mad at me for? It's kind of like the demasculinization of America. I'm not even gonna go there. I sound like Rush Limbaugh right now. But <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Simon in the background even laughed. It was an audible Simon. Uh, you don't get a lot of those. It's usually just uh, random music playing. Yeah. <laughs> Anime porn. <laughs> All right. I don't know. What's the weirdest thing ever happened to you? Like, on we a already, plane? Actually, we've already done that. We've already talked Weirdest thing that. that's ever happened to me on a plane other than, like, not the most dangerous thing, but weirdest Well, well thing. like, for, the weirdest thing I've seen, well, Lindsay got thrown up on violently by a baby. Wow. We had a like kind of middle-aged to elderly lady pee the seat next to us and then put down newspapers to kind of cover it. It was weird. And then she sat on those and then she got up later and it was like wet newspapers. Yikes. Now, did, you, did she offer you the sports section? <laughs> We're out of time. Oh, look at that. How time flies. Look at that. You know, nothing like old friends to just fill in the time. <laughs> Seriously, I'm glad I could be a, a time suck here. Well, time suck. <laughs> Let me just tell you that right now. It was really nice not having anyone here. Yeah, me and you got a little time together. Yeah. Getting Let's our groove. Fire Ryan. Wait, are we on? <laughs> Is this hot? Is my mic hot? Is this mic hot? Actually, Ryan does a great job. Yeah, he looks up stuff. He's got a deep voice. Yeah. He's got the best radio he voice out of the, the three of us by voice. far. True. You got to wait about 18 minutes each in between to times hear it. to hear it. But when you do, <laughs> ooh, it's smooth. Smooth. Like my senior prom date said to me at 8 p.m., goodbye. And that's going to do it. Thanks so much for being here. As always, we really, really appreciate it. Um, we'll be back in the lab next week, the three of us all together again, um, hoping to maybe put together another musical guest. So uh, please join us, and we look forward to seeing you right here next week on the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. <laughs>